Global Flavors, we're exploring Sri Lankan cuisine, which is known for its fragrant combinations of herbs, spices, fish, vegetables, rice, and fruit. It is an island country in South Asia, located in the Indian Ocean, southwest of the Bay of Bengal, and southeast of the Arabian Sea. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Gisela Alicebrook, a.k.a. Chef Gizzy, who is the head chef at Hotel Colombo, about the flavors of Sri Lanka and how her food journey began. Both my parents used to work, so me and my sister would have to come home and my mom would leave a list of stuff for us to do. So that's how we first, I got into, I always loved cooking. It's been a, it's been a passion of mine. So, but as as we come from an Asian family, it's not encouraged. It's not a it's not a profession they want females to follow. It's always lawyers, bankers, or business women, right? So it's not a profession I followed. I did uh, finance first, and then went into logistics, and then I joined a company that I did more lingerie and garments. And it's from that company that I moved to China. I worked in China for five years. And then uh, when I moved to, obviously, my husband moved to Hong Kong, so I had to move to Hong Kong. And the profession I did before was not available in Hong Kong. So I had to think of something else that I love to do. And I saw an advert in the papers, and I thought, I'll, I'll get into it part-time. Let's see how this is, is. This is now or never. And that's how I got into cooking. I joined Black Sheep. I went for an interview, and they took me over. That's incredible. You went from a complete career yeah. transformation. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Had you always enjoyed cooking? Yes. It's been, I've done, when I used to be in Sri Lanka, I do for people's birthdays, I do food, and also at home for any festivity. It was me and my mom always, so it's always been, cooking has always been my passion, but it's not something that I pursued professionally. That's so great that your mom also encouraged you or, or empowered you because I know I, I also grew up in an Asian household, but I was always told to get out of the kitchen, you know, don't mess with everything. So it's really good that she really encouraged you. And what sorts of skills, what sorts of things did she pass on to you and I share with you? For me, mainly is a little tricks, right? Tricks in the kitchen. Plus, um, because my mom worked, she had very little time to come home and make a meal. So I learned a lot of things to do things fast and do five things at the same time. Like, like Great have, multitasker. Yeah, yes. multitasking to the core. And that has, even to this day, has helped me quite a lot because you need to learn to do 10 things. You, it's a lot of moving parts. You need to make sure your eyes are everywhere. So you need to, that has taught me how to do five or six things at the same time. And also recipes. My The restaurant is all about family recipes. So that is what my mom has um, given me mainly and even when I started on this restaurant and um, when I was asking my mother for recipes, you know, as as moms, they'll tell, oh, pinch of that, a handful of this. I mean, you can't do pinch of that and a handful of this. So it was, I had to work out recipes and, you know, actually um, put proper methods of measurement, no pinch of that and a handful of this. It was, it was very interesting to now have my family recipes uh, jotted down, things that you may never get to do, uh, to pass on to my niece or 
down to my family. So it'll always be there. So it's, it's something great now when I think about it. It's so true. It, it is a pinch of this, a little it, bit of that, and it's never specific. No. But when it comes to cooking, there is a science tip because yeah. if it's too much of something, yeah. that the taste and the flavor profiles will be completely, completely different. different. So your mom would taste it, say, oh, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. But you know, when you work in a kitchen, it, uh, consistency is the key. Uh, so if I taste a chicken curry today and the same guest comes three months down the line, it also still has to taste the same. You're absolutely right, because customers, I mean, I'm not a chef, so coming from a customer's perspective, they come back to a restaurant for that taste. They chase that taste, yes. so, um, which is which is also difficult because as a chef, I can imagine sometimes you want to evolve and sometimes you want move. to um, move on a little bit or make changes. Yeah. Um, but it's such a fine balance. You want to introduce new things to the customers, but also for those loyal, diehard fans, they, they want that same, yeah. same, same, same taste. We change our menu. We try to change our menu every six months to keep it fresh and full, like, you know, different, uh, we try our different things. So, but there are certain dishes I will not touch because I know I've, they'll probably hate me for the rest of my life. So there are certain dishes. They come even, back and say, where is that? Yeah, even my, <laughs> even my boss, he will say, oh, you can change that, 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 that is not going. So there are certain dishes that um, people love it and it's been a very popular dish. I won't touch those, but things that the others, I will just move them forward or change them slightly. Absolutely. So you, you know, cook Sri Lankan food. What makes Sri Lankan cuisine so unique? I think it's because we are an island. We, we get plenty of seafood. So our menu is more seafood based and it's also hot. So it's... People will think, oh, if it's hot, you should not be eating spicy. But spicy food makes you sweat more, which cools your body down even further. So our food is more spicy, uh, sour, and very light. Because we, as Sri Lankans, eat rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you are going to eat so much of curries, it has to be super light. So that our curries are more more thinner yeah and it's also yeah and it's also on the healthier side so there's no butter no cream no ghee so it's mainly done with coconut milk or a tomato and onion base so it's much healthier for your body so even if you eat all three meals curries you're still going to be okay yeah i'm a big fan of sri lankan curry uh i went to sri lanka for my honeymoon actually so yes i did experience the sri lankan curry for breakfast lunch and And dinner dinner, yes (laughs) I mean, people will say, how can you eat curry right three meals? But that's what you grew up with. And you don't, uh, for us, um, there's no toast on beans, beans on toast or cereal in the morning. It's very unlikely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm half Pakistani, so I'm used to like big breakfast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a pile on the, the We the eat like that is our last meal. <laughs> yes. Every Absolutely. meal we eat like it's our last meal. Which is a, a, a great way to, to live, to enjoy your food yeah. a little bit more. So what are some of the challenges in bringing, um, you know, a cuisine like Sri Lankan cuisine to Hong Kong? It's quite niche. Yeah. There aren't so many Sri Lankan no. restaurants in Hong Kong. Actually, now we don't have any. I mean, unfortunately, Hotel Colombo has been the only restaurant standing due to COVID. The two other restaurants have closed down. So I'm even more prouder prouder to uh, present my cuisine. And when we first started, it was quite challenging because it's quite a spicy cuisine. And I find that Hong Kong, they have a more sweeter palate. They like things um, a lot less spicier. 
So initially when we started, it was like it was a battle. And one thing that we wanted to do and something that um, my boss told me is don't change anything. Make it the way you would eat at home. So we stuck to our guns with spices. We stuck to the same level. We didn't tone it down. The same way that I would eat it is how my guests would get it. That's incredible. So no particular alteration no. to the local palate. No, we didn't. I mean, that's, wow. that's something we were proud to do. And we were going to stick to it. And we'll see how it goes. We hope that the Hong Kong people would understand and come around. And three years down the line, we haven't still changed it. And we've had guests who come. Yes, initially it was hot. But now they've got, oh, oh, we like the food because it's that kind of spice. It's a different kind of spice to maybe say Thai or Indian. It's a completely different kind of spice. It doesn't linger. It just quickly goes. And it's also a lot of other flavors that will balance the heat out. It's not just heat. And I suppose it's, you know, it's difficult to balance the, the local palate who's yes. not used to that heat. And then, you know, you're... Your your fellow Sri Lankan yes. customers who actually want a flavour of home exactly. That is also one of the reasons because you don't want to change it locally. Then everybody would taste the curry differently. I would eat it this way, then someone else will come will taste it a different way. Someone else. So we needed to be consistent, and we also want to be true to the flavours. So we stuck with what we know, and it's I think for us the most proudest moment is when guests come and say, oh. That tastes just like my grandma's chicken curry or my grandma's pork curry. And that makes me even more proud as a chef to say that, you know, I have bought the whole thing with food is to bring back a memory. So for me, that it makes me really proud to see that guests, you know, oh, it brings them a little bit of home in a city that is away from home for them. That's, yeah, that's so beautifully said, especially with the pandemic. Going home yes. has been tricky for, for, for many of us. So how nice it is to live in your home, to, to live in a separate country or a separate city and you get to experience yes, a taste home. of home. Yeah, amazing. Um, what other challenges did you experience in bringing Sri Lankan cuisine to Hong Kong? I mean, you mentioned just now there are a lot of seafood uh, that you have in Sri Lanka. I think Hong Kong is an easy place to get yeah. the, the same ingredients? One thing good with Hong Kong is um, uh, local Hong Kong guests do love seafood, right? They, they love a lot of seafood. So since, since my cuisine is mainly seafood, it was great to kind of introduce seafood in a different way. So all our spices are brought down from Sri Lanka because we want to keep it this the authentic, authentic taste. Yes. taste. And, and what I can't get, I would make it in-house. So we would uh, the curry powders that we use uh, are grounded down to our specific recipes. We would get a supplier to do it that way. So because we wanted to keep everything different. So we do have a few curries and you think, oh, all curries taste the same. But all our curries has a different combination of spices. So we all have a unique taste. So even if you order five different curries and all five will taste completely different. Exactly. And and also, you know, curries will be different depending on even the region of a country. Yeah. But many times people might um, confuse uh, Indian curry with Pakistani curry, with Sri Lankan yeah. curry, Bangladesh curry. So there is such a big variety of, of curries. curries. <laughs> exactly. Which we'll continue uh, to talk a little bit about in the next episode. We'll talk specifically about Sri Lankan dishes, maybe some of uh, Chef Gizzi's personal favorite and also some special techniques used in Sri Lankan cooking. Thank you so much for the chat this week. Until next Thank time. You.